Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Oh, see there? Uh oh, that's no good. We can listen to the big league, the real big fish, for a little while longer, I suppose. You're gonna go to the record store, and you're gonna give them all your money. Radio plays what they want you to hear. Sell out. Again. Oh, it's the best. All right, tap dancing as Pops comes back to the microphone. Um, probably paying the uh, service guy, I think. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Raising Canes. Game plan ahead with the Raising Canes mobile app or by ordering at raisingcanes.com. Got some delicious chicken tenders with dip. God, I love that uh, cane sauce. Very, very good. Some Texas toast, a little french fries. Great lunch there. Courtesy of our friends at raisingcanes.com. Also, want to remind everybody that we are the flagship station for the Cards, and they are back in action tomorrow at 7 p.m. as they take on Syracuse. Our Alex R. White network coverage begins at 5:30 p.m. After the broadcast, tune into the Coors Light post-game show. Uh, we also will have the Kentucky post-game. Kentucky basketball takes on Vanderbilt uh, tonight. Join Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell around 10.30 p.m. for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show on ESPN 680-1057. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you to enter the 2024 Elk Draw today on their website. And a reminder that because UofL basketball is in action tomorrow, tonight we are also going to have Louisville Sports Live 7 p.m. over on 93.9 The Ville. So all of that, a lot of good stuff on our airwaves. All right. are, you, are you there? Yeah, I hear Pop shuffling around. What's going on? Yeah, you, you're going to you, do this. is my life. God, what's going on now? Periodically is nothing but a, an episode of a sitcom. Today is that day. So you're going to have to let me go early at like 2.30 today. <sighs> Sorry about that. I will tell you why. Today. I hope this is amusing to people. Because it, 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 schadenfreude is often amusing. So this will be a little schadenfreude-ish. Okay? Okay. Most of my weeks for the months of January and February, and believe me, for anybody, oh, look at this guy complaining, not complaining. I get to do Louisville games during the week, and then I fly somewhere to do an ESPN game on the weekend. They're usually high-profile games because they they coincide with TV games and uh, national TV games. So that's great. So um, like last week, I had Kansas and Houston. That, that's fun. Then next weekend, I'm going to Arizona and Washington. This week, it's uh, Big East games, Xavier and, and Creighton. Uh, that one, I don't have to fly to at least, so that makes me in town a little bit more. But that means usually a lot of these places are, you know, smaller college towns you can't get out so you fly out friday do the game saturday you don't get home till sunday i do the show monday and then a day like today i have to do the show and hustle because i gotta get to the airport because louisville's leaving when they have a road game it's a home game it's not nearly as stressful but when they have a road game you know they're not waiting for me so i gotta get going so i gotta get to the airport so Tuesday I travel. Then we do the game Wednesday. We usually don't get back till like one or two in the morning. So as I've gotten older, and fortunately the station says they understand, I've taken the next day off. So I take Thursday off, and I don't usually get a lot done on Thursday because, you know, you try. For me, I'm trying to rest a little bit. It's been flying has taken a lot more out of me as I've gotten older. When I was young, I could fly anywhere, anytime. Now it's just it's tiring. And then Friday I'm back on the road again. So I'm never here. 
I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm here so infrequently. Things pile up, mundane things that you may not think are a big deal, but I need to get my clothes out of dry cleaner because I have to wear suits to the games, and there's bills that have to be paid, and all sorts of mundane things. So I generally will try and find a window when I can get them done. Well, today was my little window before we leave. And I I prefer not to do it that way. But, you know, you get up in the morning and you try and run as many errands as you can, then get back and do the show and you go. Well, today we had the added issue of a repairman who comes and he's a very nice man and does great work. I appreciate him, but he's at the mercy of his company, which is, you know, they have we're not their only customer. And so they kind of give you that window. He'll be there. Let me check the calendar. Yeah. Sometime in February, he'll be there in February between the 3rd and the 22nd. So if you can just be waiting for him, that'd be great. So, you know, that's a a big window for those of you. Yeah, it's a big window. So you got to be here because if you miss it, then like my wife's losing her mind because we haven't had a washing machine for like five days. And as Nick can attest, the woman truly loves laundry. She is is in in worships doing laundry. So if you leave this, she sees a dirty something around hers, yours, mine, Nick's, one of the listeners. She's she's scooping it up, going to the wash. So we haven't had a wash now for washer for about nine days. So that's been tough. Okay, so you got to be here. So I've got to be here for the washer. But I'm going. I'm going to go run errands. So I race out, and because my wife and I have accounts at two different banks, she. I pay some things. Uh, The stuff that she's due to pay is due, actually was due yesterday, but okay. So I had to go to my bank, and then so that the money would go in right away, you have to get cash, because if you go check, then it has to clear, and they're two different banks, and that's the other thing about banks. What? Wait a minute. What? This check is from another bank? Oh, that won't be cleared till April. So, you know, that, and that's all legal, too. Okay. So I won't mention the banks, because they're all nice people. They're all doing their job. So I go get cash. So I'm going to get cash. And then I'm going to her bank and then I'm coming back home and I'm going to do the show from here. Okay, now now the fun begins. So I went to the bank and and put my check in and got cash off of it so I could bring to her bank. And I drive over to her bank and do that. And now I come home and I open the door. And as I told you earlier, our big husky, who's a sweet, sweet, wonderful girl. She's a rescue and she's just got she's the kindest, sweetest dog. I didn't I didn't even raise my voice, let alone yell at her. But she went everywhere. I mean, she went everywhere in the living room. It's about a 10-foot radius. She's a big dog, and she's sick. And so I can't just leave that there. So I was home with like 20 minutes to spare, because it doesn't take long to, to set this up. You just turn your phone on and use an app called Lucy Live, push a button, and plug a mic in, and you go. That means it's amazing technology. But now I don't have time to do that. I can't leave all this. So I have to go. I can't find the the rug cleaner. We have a rug cleaner, which is designed for pet issues. That's when the day really got interesting, about 11.40. So now I have to do the cleanup stuff as soon as I can. And I'm trying to find paper towels and rags and bags. And then I can't find the rug cleaner. I have to get my wife at work. She has to tell me where it is. I go find it, come out. Now I do the whole rug and it's, it's basically at noon. And now I come upstairs and sadly I realize that the phone with which I'm going to try and do the show is not charged. (laughs) So 
So now I've got to go. We have an, 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 a, a Ethernet set up here with a Comrex that we had used until we started using this. And I said, well, let me try and use that. And then I'd forgotten that my dog had chewed through the power cord some months ago. You might have been listening wah, wah. that day. Yeah, I remember That's that. That's where yeah. we, we, had a little, we had a little fire. We actually had a little fire yeah. when I plugged it in. That was uh, darn entertaining. That was fun. So that was a, a str- and again, it's not. I'm sorry, I'm not being that. It's not my fault, guy, but it's not. I'm doing. I'm trying to be a good, solid, productive citizen. I'm trying to pay my bills and take care of my 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 errands and be ready to do a good quality show. I had stuff prepared. The Dartmouth players unionizing, and you know we had Fred Calgan. I knew he'd want to talk about Bafford and and Churchill Downs not able to make kiss and make up, and so we had all that ready. And I come upstairs, and I the phone's not charged, and I can't get the ISDN to work because I'd forgotten we ordered a new power thing, and um, it's not connected properly. So I then do what all Italians do in that place, and that's basically it just boils over and you lose your mind. So I just yanked everything out of the wall. I'm talking about radio equipment, phone equipment, the light that was plugged in here, um, everything. So now the floor is just covered in a a, a, a melange of electronic equipment and little uh, tchotchkes and um, um pill vials and uh, and what is this i don't even know what the hell this is what is this oh that's oh, a man. oh styling gel of course Not naturally i'm gel. so yeah. i was trying so i don't know if you heard me but you're just you call me and you are mother trucking everything. Oh no, I was and I've I had was enough. Trying so hard not to laugh into the. Phone I knew you were amused by it. Well, I mean, when you go like that, you just go full on Italian. This mother trucking piece of crap, stupid blanket mother stud. Of course, this happens. Why not? And then just um, I'm sorry. I was just I had to turn the photo on mute. I was cracking up. So you know, I was hoping that it wasn't gonna you know raise Wait, your blood pressure but- too much. Like the late night infomercials, though. Oh, oh, no, there's more. So, Brian Hall, the great Brian Hall, used to be a producer here at ESPN, now has a very successful dog walking business. Well, dog walkers, best dog walkers this side of the Mississippi, probably in the hemisphere. Comes in, and I'm upstairs because I'm doing the show up here, and he comes up the stairs, and he says, oh, so you, you saw Gigi had an accident. I said, yeah, I cleaned it up. He said, no, that, it wasn't cleaned up when I got here. So she went again. He said, yeah, she had another accident in the house, same spot. And she also had diarrhea twice on our walk. So she's sick as a dog, no pun intended. So he's the best. That's why he's the best. He certainly has every right to say, sorry, your dog's sick. Have a good day. But he goes out there, and the rug cleaner was still out. Oh, I could. I was trying to – so I tried to clean up. As I told you, I had to call Darlene at work and have her tell me where the rug cleaner was because we had moved it. I don't know, I don't know where she put it. So I found it, and then um, I'm, I did the rug cleaner – but. It was so tight for time, I just left it in the room, thank God. So when Brian came, he went and he got paper towels, cleaned it up, washed it, and then used the rug cleaner on. Amazing. So he's, that's a way above and beyond the call of duty, no pun intended. But in the middle of that, so now he's telling me about that, the doorbell rings. And, of course, at that exact moment is who? The repairman. Man, Washer man, repairman. Man, man. So he comes in and um, and he says, I said, can you just do it and then knock on the door? which is when we went to break, last break. Tell me when you're done, and I'll get you paid. And he said, okay, great. He's been here before. The dogs recognize him. They remember the smell. Simon loves, Cyclone loves him, so he's jumping on him, and he's really good with him. So thank God for small favors. So he's taking care of Cyclone. It's not bothering me during the show. He goes, typical repair person that I was looking online at videos and said, well, maybe if I had like six hours, I could do it. He did it in 15 minutes. So... <laughs> 
he finishes it and now he knocks on the door and he says, I'm done. So that's when we went to break. And so now I go to pay him and realize I don't have my wallet. <laughs> now, nice. Wait. Oh, now we get great panic because not only can I, I, I won't be able to pay him, but how am I going to get on the plane later? I won't have my ID. So I immediately go into panic mode again, and that's when you were in last commercial break, and I go out and look in the car, and somehow it had fallen between the seats, and I find it, thank God. And so I get it, and I bring it in, and I reach in to get the card to pay him. Another crisis averted. And then I realize this is the best one of all so far. I said, what the hell is this doing here? And there's a, my paycheck is in there. I said, I put this in the bank before. <laughs> the immortal words of the late, great John Panette. Nay, nay. What I did was I had taken a picture of a check and done it by the phone app of the last paycheck. And for some reason, I guess just to be safe, to make sure it got credited, I'd left that in my wallet. So when I went to the bank. I took that check and just tried to put it in. So now I've deposited a check that has already been. That's I don't. I imagine that's illegal. Certainly, certainly is going no, I, to. All it, all it does is they they, they know they know. Okay, but so now say, hey, though, you did that one, jackass. Yeah, but now I, I'm I'm spending that money, <laughs> and it's not really in there. <laughs> so now I've got to race back to the bank and say, <laughs> "Funny thing happened." <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. You remember that check I gave you? Yeah, never mind that one. This is the one I meant to give you. So let me give you this one and and ignore that other one, and so that I don't go bouncing things all over the city. So I've got to do that, and I still haven't even packed yet for cereal. Syracuse. We leave. I have to leave in forty-five minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what you're telling me is, I need to reschedule Pat Kelly. The bad. What time was he coming in? Two thirty in the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do me a favor. Ask them if he can reschedule. Would you mind? He seems like. And tell him, by the way, this will make him feel better. Uh, well, maybe not so much. Um, I'm listening to old time radio as I always do, and he was in the game last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Unfortunately, he grounded out, so he may not like that very much. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, but he did hear him. Here comes Pat Kelly. I was like, hey, it's our manager. He's batting in my radio game 50, 40 years ago. So, um, yeah, but if that would be sexy and tasty if he could do it another day. He probably can't because he's probably only in town for this. But uh, I got, I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to get... I got. I'm 2.30, and I, is my, I didn't know he was coming in today for starters. And secondly, um, I, I just have to go. I really have to go. I'm sorry. I got to go. I have to go. All right. Well, I'm working on trying to do stuff. Um, I'll try to fix that. Um, I'm sure, uh, we also got to get Neil Knuckles Greenberg on right now um, of the Washington Post. Hopefully he's doing well. I'm going to give him a call right now. All right. We'll do that. Am I supposed to read crap here? Uh, uh, I already did the promo sheet, so um, maybe just talk a little bit about it. How about that Dartmouth and that union, huh? How about that Dartmouth, huh? Yeah, I, I just, I think that this is, um, was inevitable. And it is going to be just like we went through when baseball unionized and basketball. Those were the first two. Hockey was right behind. Football was late to the party, I think. And their union is still not nearly as powerful. Baseball's is ridiculously powerful for reasons that we can go into another time if you want. Uh, but um, they are. And when they all happened, everybody said it's going to be the demise of the game. And, you know, they have no business being unionized. There's, there's, you know, it's not what unions are really created for. And the fact of the matter is the union has made the... Uh, lively, the livelihood of all these guys 
a trillion times better and the games are healthier than they've ever been sorry you may be mad about that but they're making money like at levels they've never made before and you could say well the unions don't have anything to do with that that may be true but my argument is that the people who said they're going to be the demise of the game could not have missed by more it used to be a big deal if you got a million people to come to a baseball well here's baseball's dead baseball's old baseball's this baseball's that they used to be a big deal if you had a million people come to your games for your 81 home games now everybody does a million almost essentially except it seems like the a's who are leaving but and a lot of them do two million and two and a half million and you know three million the montreal the toronto blue jays did four million one year i mean it's people it's fine it's just fine thank you and college sports will be fine too you may not like it it may not take the shape that it has remotely like it is now i mean the, the conferences the alignments we've already seen are going to be goofy as anything they may be i hope they get to the point where they're sports specific which is what they should be but they may not be uh the super bigs may form their own little alliance and their own way of doing business and that may be the case probably should be the case but they'll be fine It'll be fine because we have too much interest in it. It's not going away. People are not suddenly going to stop caring about Alabama football or Kentucky and Louisville basketball or you know Duke basketball or Carolina. And they're, they're going to still want to. They're, they're, they're going to be there. And as long as there's an interest in it, it'll take a different shape, but it'll be there. I don't know, like places like St. Francis, where I used to coach, they may go away. They already have gone away. They don't have sports anymore. But, uh, but uh, you know, the other ones are going to be in a different shape they'll be fine did you say we have neil indeed we do neil knuckles greenberg with us neil it's not a sports new from the washington post it's not a sports gambling thing but you're 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 dialed into the sports landscape the, the dartmouth players unionized that's going to be just the tip of the iceberg in my opinion what say you about that whole situation and where are we going in the future do you think well i think that it's um i, I think that we we're finally seeing it for what it is, which is a business, right? I mean, college sports has been a big business for a long time. And, um, you know, we're just, this is just the natural evolution of that. You know, first they got control of their name, image, and likeness, the ability to profit off that. Um, and now they're going to be able to negotiate, they're trying to be able to negotiate everything over salary, right? Practice hours, travel, um, you know, and it, it, it makes sense. I mean, we're just, um, you know, this to me just seems like uh, the next logical step. You know, you're, you're, I'm older than you, so I remember things perhaps differently than you do. But I remember, you know, Kurt Flood and baseball and starting their unions and all that. And then basketball, they, 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 Oscar Robertson was kind of a ringleader there. They weren't going to play the All-Star game because they thought that was really, they had leverage because the whole country was watching the NBA and they weren't going to play. And they've really had to come talk them out of the locker room, made some concessions to them. And, and that's how their union kind of got off the ground. Uh, but there were people at that time who said, this is going to be the demise of professional sports and obviously they were about as wrong as you can be i don't know what shape college sports will take but there's too much interest in it though i don't care union or no union it's not going away it'll be kind of the same narrative as it was for pro sports right it'll be there'll be naysayers and the sky is falling chicken little folks and it'll go on probably in a maybe radically different form but i mean it's too much interest too much money in it to to drastically go away right yeah i mean if we were to to make a list of all the things that would have destroyed a sport over the years, it would be really long, right? From the three-point shot to the 24-second yeah. clock to, you know, the two-point conversion, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's always going to be people 
that think it's going to be the death now. But, you know, again, going back to my basic point, there's just too much money. Um, there's too much money involved. There's too much interest, like you said. Um, so, no, I mean, that's why these boycotts don't work. That's why, um, you know, these, these, these pro sports teams can weather any storm, any, you know, any sort of blip on the radar because um, the fans aren't going away. Um, you know, fan is, is a derivative of fanatic. And, um, you know, it's gonna t- it would take something, like, absolutely, catastrophically, monumentally bad to, to derail some of these pro and collegiate sports operations. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch and see where it goes, but um, I don't think anybody knows for sure, but we'll see uh, where it goes right now. We'd be here when O'Bannon first brought his case against the NCAA yep. for his likeness, right? I mean, like that... Um, you know, it toppled one of the most successful gaming, you know, video game franchises ever, um, you know, Electronic Arts. And, you know, you just don't know where this stuff is going to go, and it may take a while to get there. But, you know, the only constant is change. And we're going to constantly see, you know, these sports, both at the pro and collegiate level, evolve and change and adapt to whatever the new environment is. Let's uh, move on to some other things, obviously, much. Not that you're not well-versed in what we just talked about, but let's talk about uh, people who want to invest a shekel or two. With the Super Bowl coming up, and uh, obviously this weekend, you can bet quite literally on everything involved in the game, the length of the anthem, uh, all sorts of crazy things out there. Uh, before I ask you some serious bets, you got any kind of offbeat bets that you say, you know what, I think that's a pretty good bet. Anything catch your fancy, or that's too silly for you? Um, I mean, I don't know if this is, like, you mean part of the game, or, like, will Taylor Swift parachute at halftime into the middle of the field with, like, voter registration cards fluttering through the air? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to vote no on that one, but if I can get some. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the one that I like that's at plus money that I think is good value is the, the Chiefs' first drive to result in a field goal, to attempt a field goal. Um, they, they have a pretty high field goal rate on their opening drives. Um, the 49ers allow an above rate of field goals on their opening defensive possessions. Um, I think this is probably almost twice the value that it should be. Um, so I, I put early money on the Chiefs attending a field goal on their first drive. Not making one, but attempting one. Attempting one. Oh, that, I like that. That sounds like a cool one. I'm take a look at that one myself. Um, how about the game itself? How do you feel about uh, the favorites and the spread and everything else? What do you got? movement on the on the number um it opened at two and a half it was quickly bet down to one and a half um san francisco opened as two and a half point favorites it was bet down to one and a half and now it's, we're back at two and a half um it really depends on who you like i mean if you like san francisco then sure take you know the minus two and a half you could probably get a cheap minus two and a half um it's below the key number of three if you like kansas city to win it doesn't make any sense to take the, the plus two five. Either take the money line or go with like an alternative spread of like minus two and a half for for plus money. Because um, again, I mean the key numbers of three and seven. So you, you know, for Kansas City, you're looking at minus two and a half, stay under three, or minus six and a half to stay under the seven. Um, I don't have a particularly big opinion on this one way or the other. I I have a much stronger opinion on the under here. Um, I think that these are two really good defensive teams, and I think that um, we'll see a lower-scoring game than most. So I'm under the 47.5 points here. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm going to be unfair to you because this this is not remotely how you would bet. I mean, I know you would be spending time doing important analytical stuff, but there's a bunch of stuff on ESPN Bet, which is with whom I'm affiliated and delighted to be so. Uh, I'm curious. Some of these, when you hear them, have gut reaction to them. Ready? Here's a couple. Uh, this is from Stephen A. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle combined for over 12 and a half receptions. Feel good about that or not? Um, I I don't because I think it's going to be a low scoring game, which will be less passing. Okay, well that makes sense because the it's it's plus two hundred, so the odds are pretty you know against it actually by and large. So, okay, that one makes sense. Much much the same reason this one probably is plus two fifty. Travis Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey to combine for over two and a half touchdowns, which means they got to get three yeah, or more. So, so I'd have to say to myself, okay, it's going to be a low scoring game, but most of the most of the scoring is going to be concentrated in those two players. Um, I mean, I could see McCaffrey getting two on his own. Right. I I don't know if Kelsey could get the other one. Um, that'd be that'd be a tough one for me. All right. Uh, Aaron Dolan, Patrick Mahomes to get over four and a half rushing attempts, Isaiah Pacheco to record over fourteen and a half rushing attempts, and the Chiefs to win plus two fifty on that one. Wow, they're really getting uh, layers upon layers, huh? Um, yeah. Yes, I can see Patrick Mahomes scrambling because um, I do think the the Forty Niners pass rush could could make him move a little bit. Um, but again, are we are we expecting Kansas City to be playing with the lead? Because I think that's how you rack up the receiving the rushing attempts. True. And then you know again you know the Chiefs to win. So so here's so this goes back to what I was saying before, which is. Um, if you think that the Chiefs are going to be in a position to really run the ball, um, you know, you could, and, and lead by a sizable margin, you could take Kansas City minus six and a half and probably get like plus 250. So you don't even need like all those other things to happen. Right. All those other things that happen are probably due to the Chiefs having a, a, a margin that they want to keep by milking the clock, if that makes sense good point it's true why do that but here's one that's an espn bet exclusive and i kind of i like this one plus 285 brock purdy to record over 11 and a half rushing yards patrick mahomes to record over 26 and a half rushing yards that's a lot for patrick but you know what takes is one of his you know big scrambles down the sideline he gets 22 yards or something which happens that's a winner what do you think about that um the purdy one i'd be a little bit more concerned with um, really? Well, yeah, because he had 48 rushing yards in his last game, so that's why this is probably put out there. But it was 14 before that, and then before that it was 4-2-0-7-9-1. No yikes. So what they're, this, is, this to me is a lot like recency bias where they're saying right. people remember all those yards he racked up. You know, let's, let's throw it in here and, and see if anybody bites. As far as Patrick Mahomes... Um, you know, he had 15, 19, 41. You know, he he was much more consistent during the regular season rushing. Um, you know, he, he's had a little bit of rushing yards, but not as much. So that would definitely be a pass for me. Yeah, on, on ESPN bet, by the way, ESPN 
bet's website, it's the the first Chiefs drive outcome is a field goal attempt plus three twenty. Those yeah. good odds for that? I think so. Yeah, I have it. Um, I have it. Like my fair value is like plus one eighty. Wow! So plus three twenty so is really good. Plus three twenty when I bet it. Um, yeah, I, li- I like that price a lot for the, for that outcome. Oh, I'm going to try that one myself, my friend. All Talk right, me into that. YOLO. <laughs> oh my! All right. Well, uh, you have your. What's what's the the funnest Super Bowl offbeat bet? story you've got like i'll tell you one fast one because my wife you know she knows football but she doesn't follow it like a diehard fan but she's a teacher and at her school they did those boxes you know they do all the boxes everybody does that right i mean a lot of people do you you know you put 10 bucks in and you get a number across the top number across the bottom and she's got i forget it's going way back it might have been a washington super bowl uh you might remember it then because you you were in there that um She's going to win. She's going to win the whole thing if it's like in the last minute of the game. They have to make – and this is before they move the goalpost back. Well, you got to make the extra point, and the guy misses the extra point. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's a tough one. I, um, I, I know a better that is one of the, the larger betters in, in the country for sure. Um, and during uh, Super Bowl, um, I don't remember the number, it was Denver and Seattle, so uh, 2014, um, he routinely bet the no safety for like minus, you know, 2000 but for literally like $100,000. Oh, wow. And um, Peyton Manning, fum- uh, there's a fumble, first drive of the game, and it's a safety. And um, <laughs> just an absolute crusher. Um, I couldn't even imagine, like, one, having that much money on a single, like, bet. But then to see that bet lose literally in the first, the first uh, seven <laughs> seconds of the game, yeah. um, that, oh, that, yeah. that, that would make me be very ill. Yeah, that's the equivalent of in your fantasy league when your your star player gets hurt on the first drive and you watch yeah, your chances go out the window. You never want that. So don't bet 100 Gs on the no safety. That's today's tip for you kids out yeah. there. And it's yeah. good advice from Neil Knuckles Greenberg. Neil, happy Super Bowl to you. Have fun. Thanks. We appreciate you the time. enjoy the game. Talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Neil Knuckles Greenberg with us on a goofy, goofy Tuesday. That's all I can tell you. What a day. What a day. What a day. So um, we'll be with you another half hour, God willing. Yeah. No guarantees. Something will probably burst into flames or no, something here. I hope not. Uh, Pat yeah. Kelly is going to join us on the other side. Oh, so. good. All right. Great. So we'll get a chance to visit with the skipper of the Louisville Bats. So that's nice. So we'll take. We'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More to come. ESPN 680-1057. The collection of items in our household from Louisville Furniture is up to four now. Two dressers, a bed, and a table in our house have all come from Louisville Furniture. Why? Simple, because they have great furniture at great prices, and maybe the biggest reason, they have so many items in stock in their warehouse. That means it can be in your home in a matter of days. And right now, Louisville Furniture has deep discounts up to 65% off and 0% financing options available as well. That's Louisville Furniture, right by the Middletown Water Towers. 
February is a month to celebrate love and to ward off winter's best chill at Sealbach Hilton. Why choose? Join us for both all month long. Our spectacular venue has served as an inspiration for the great Gatsby more than a century ago, and we continue to build upon that special place in history. And for that February chill, the old Sealbach Bar offers more than 200 bourbons and has been rated one of the world's top 50 bourbon bars. So find time to step back, relax, and enjoy a place like no other this month, the Sealbach Hilton. Just like your fingerprint, your heartbeat is unique to you. And that's how your heart care should be too. So at Baptist Health, we focus on your specific cardiac needs, from preventive care to some of the most advanced procedures. For your one-of-a-kind heart, choose the one hospital system more people trust for their heart care. Baptist Health. It's care centered on you. Visit baptisthealth.com slash heartcare. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. String together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code WHBE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. This year marks a milestone for Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. Forty years ago in 1984 is when Carlin Roofing began serving the Louisville community. Today they are still A-plus rated from the BBB and have taken care of many of our listeners when it comes to their roofing needs. Whether it's just a few shingles, an entire roof replacement, helping out with your insurance, or a commercial flat roof, Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal can handle any job. They can even handle your gutters. Look them up online at carlinroofs.com. C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. What if we told you that every time you make a purchase, you could be adding to your savings? With Roundup Checking, every debit card purchase is rounded up to the nearest dollar, and the rounded amount is automatically put into a savings account with interest. We'll even double your savings for the first 90 days, which means you could be growing your savings with every... The best checking account puts money back in your wallet. Visit ccuky.org forward slash roundup for more information and apply for Roundup Checking today, only from Commonwealth Credit Union. Here, we see you differently. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, three more climbers, seven loggers. Ted's sustainably sourced logging company is growing a new branch. What about truck driver contracts? Which means a new HR manager will be the first hire to fall. Uh, Then we'll need to staff up the warehouse. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Elite hoops, unbeatable views. Experience nationally ranked Louisville women's basketball just steps away from the action with a new second row of floor seats for the 2023-2024 season. A variety of ticket package options are available now. Visit gocards.com slash WBB floor seats to request more information.
This is Heather Brewer with CYL Infrared Sauna Studios. At CYL, we are Louisville's only private sauna pod studio. Our infrared sauna pods are a great way to rid your body of toxins, boost weight loss, decrease inflammation, and improve sleep. Stimulate your lymphatic system to purge toxins from the body while relaxing your muscles with our infrared lymphatic roller. Right now, mention ESP and Louisville and receive your first sweat and 15-minute lymphatic roller session free. To find out more information about the benefits and see how CYL can change your life, visit us at our Louisville or Lexington location or visit us online at ESPNLouisville.com forward slash sweat. That's ESPNLouisville.com forward slash sweat. Listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 1057 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. Show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. So can I go now? I can go now. For those not listening, Nick said go before and I was going. And then he said don't go. And so he's like a third base coach who gives me the windmill sign. And then I start digging, puts the hold sign up, and all of a sudden I'm stuck between home and third. So and that never happened to you, Pat? Never happened to you. Did it manager the bats, Pat Kelly? You've never done that, right? Anybody in your coach well, managing days? Not on purpose, but I, <laughs> I do remember one time Carlos Baerga ran me over. I was trying to hold him up, and he just kept coming and went right over the top of me. So. <laughs> that's that's one way to do it, I guess, is to just tackle a guy. <laughs> yeah, they all frowned on it for some reason. Yeah, they they just they're picky that way. I hate that. They uh, really but Pat, are. Pat Kelly's the manager of the Bats, back for his fourth straight season, and I got to say, belatedly, congratulations! It was a long time since there was a winning season with this franchise, going all the way back to 2011. You guys were 75 and 73, and very exciting team to watch. And for based on on what comments I've read from you, you have your high hopes for this season too, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, we had a fantastic year with all those young players and they went on to Cincinnati and turned things around up there and got that city excited again. But I think what's going to happen is because of the depth now, um, you know, they can only carry 26. So somebody's going to get filtered down here. We still have some young players coming in from Chattanooga. We signed some good veterans. Um, I think we have a chance to to really have a good nucleus of a team. I was reading your comments with the assembled media, and, and I think it's really interesting because I don't think – I mean, it's hard enough anybody who's coached or managed can appreciate that. The modern athlete presents a set of challenges that are even more daunting at times. But you are in a kind of a weird situation. I mean, you're trying to win the game. It's not, not important to win the game. But I had no idea that sometimes you'll actually get phone calls during the game <laughs> saying, hey, don't pitch this guy because we might need him. I mean, how I don't know how you 
manage? Do, what do you have a plan A, B, C, D, and E for the game? Because how do you prepare for something like that? I mean, that's the whole thing. It's it 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 can be crazy. I mean, you talk about scoreboard watching. I mean, you watch that game and you see where Cincinnati gave up twelve runs in the first five innings, and you're thinking. Well, they're going to take somebody from our bullpen, and sure enough, the next thing you know, there's a text message or a phone call with my trainer, and he comes up and he says, hey, you know, don't use Smith tonight, don't use Jones. Um, and all of a sudden you're like, now what do we do? And so, yeah, it, it's constantly in flux. And, um, you know, fortunately we're at a point now where we carry a little more guy, a few more pitchers on our roster ever since COVID. Um, so you have arms, but obviously you make plans for the night. Uh, but you definitely uh, have to change them a lot of times. How um, I don't know what the, how to phrase this without making it sound like I'm trying to be insulting. So I'm really not. I'm just curious. I mean, I, one of my hobbies is listening to old time baseball games on radio. There's so many out there now, and they're fun because they're very very often they're just routine regular season games. So you don't know who's going to win. So you feel like you're listening to it live. But they're some of them are go back 50, 60 years. I mean, and and it's just I I find it very entertaining. But the reason I bring that up is because the single biggest difference you see is the usage of pitchers. You know where I mean they, they the guy might might come out if he was hemorrhaging. Maybe I mean they they may take him out, but <laughs> by and large, I mean that guy's staying in there and he didn't want to come out and now i was reading your comments like they don't want them to pitch more than 85 pitches until it gets warm and then they change it what are your thoughts on usage of pitchers and how you manage their work rate well i mean i think it's it's a monster that we've created um we thought that part of it was because of all the arm injuries we were having but it seems like we have even more now that we have all these restrictions so um it's obviously not that but, you know, they invest so much money in these guys nowadays that they just don't want to risk it. And I understand that part. But at the same time, when they leave Louisville and they're in Cincinnati, those restrictions go out the window. Uh, if the Reds have a chance to win a ball game, that reliever is going to go three innings or he's going to pitch three days in a row. And that's something that they don't experience here. And I think that's maybe a mistake we make development-wise. Um but it's safety first. We don't want to hurt anybody. And like I said, it, there's so much money involved with how much they pay to acquire these players, uh, whether it's through the draft or through free agency. So um, that's why the restrictions are in place. Pat Kelly's with us, the manager of the Bats. Always a pleasure to have him on the program. And um, I love picking his brain about things. This is a perfectly uh, perfect layman slash radio host question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I don't know why, given what goes on with pitchers, teams don't find somebody in their organization and be honest with the guy and say, look, this, you're probably not going to make it with the stuff you've got now, but we are going to work the entire offseason on teaching you a knuckleball because if we could teach you an effective knuckleball, you could pitch for us like every other day and we know we're never going to get stuck where we need an arm and we don't have one because those guys seemingly i mean i was i'm old enough to remember i think it was wilbur wood pitched both ends of a double header for god's sake right why 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 don't team why don't teams do that seriously well one i think it's it's a very difficult pitch to learn um i mean we all messed around as a kid but i i think it's very difficult and i don't think there's a lot of people around that can teach it you know i mean we don't have the negroes around anymore um there's very few guys that have actually thrown that pitch um, but I think it's interesting. Alex Blandino, uh, utility infielder we had here in Louisville and then in, in Cincinnati, 
um, used to come in and throw his knuckleball and blow out games. Well, he's coming to spring training this year as a knuckleball pitcher. In the oh, Iron good. League. So Beautiful. We're going we're gonna to try to develop one. Good. And see what happens. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for him, I'll tell you that. I could pitch him every night and play him at shortstop. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> like, I could, you could find use for that guy. Are you kidding? That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. what, what, what kind of year do you expect for the parent club? I think it, it's going to be great. I mean, all the energy last year that, that uh, De La Cruz and, and McLean and, and Abbott and all those guys brought, I think I think that's going to stay. Um I, you know, I think everybody fears the sophomore jinx. Obviously, you know, Major League Baseball is very good with scouting and, and uh, you know, the use of video now as far as uh, finding weaknesses with hitters. You're always fearful of the sophomore jinx. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing we saw last year was, you know, we, we sent six guys to the big leagues and they per- all performed. You know, from Marte to McLean to De La Cruz to Encarnacion Strand to Abbott. Um, and that doesn't happen. You know, guys go up to the big leagues and they struggle. I mean, that's the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. And those guys were all fantastic. So I, I think that energy that they had at the end of the year um, is going to carry in into next year. If we can if we can just get some starting pitching, I think that's going to be the key. we got to keep Hunter Green, uh, Nicola Dolo, and uh, Ashcraft, we got to keep those guys healthy. And uh, if we can, along with some of the acquisitions they made this winter, I, I, I think we're going to really contend for the division. So, let, you know, you guys are always ahead of the curve when it comes to rule changes ahead of the major leagues. And so um, it's, you know, I can kind of ask you, now that you've seen some of them get incorporated at the big league level last year, what's your impression about some of the things they did restricting the shift and the pitch clock and all those things? Because you guys, the pitch clock, for example, I know you had that for a while. I thought it was good for the game. I thought it was great for the game, in fact. But, again, I'm not in it like you are. What what were your thoughts? I thought the pitch clock was probably the best of all the rule changes we've had. Um, It makes the game flow. You know, it keeps the no more Garcia Parra's from backing out of the box and doing their Velcro on their batting gloves. Uh, it just makes the game flow. The players adjust to it very quickly. You know, I think it took a month maybe for even the major leaguers to get used to it. And at the end of the day, you're playing a game in two and a half hours, which, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day was a long game. But now, I mean, we're so excited to be under three hours. And, and I think <laughs> it, it did it on a regular basis. I, I think it was terrific. Yeah, I do too. What uh, what do you think as they continue to develop the uh, automatic uh, umpire, for lack of a better word, I don't know how you refer to it, the, the video, uh, is it working, not working, getting better, promise to it? What, what, what do you think it is? Well, I, I think we've got to figure out which way we want to go. We, like right now at our level, we're doing the robo um, uh, the first three days, which is all all off of the computer. And then the next three days is uh, the umpire makes the ball and strike call with the challenge. Um, I think to a man, everybody likes the challenge system much better. Oh, okay. Zones, uh, the strike zone's a little bit bigger. The guys are human uh, with their, their calls. And if they make a really bad call, you can challenge it. Uh, the crowd gets into it because it gets put up on the board. They follow the pitch in. Um it, it, it makes it very entertaining. So I think that's what we've got to go towards. Um, the total robo umpire is just, it's a really small zone. The pitchers struggle with it. 
I know that's what Major League Baseball wants because obviously it helps the offense. But um, I, I just think it, it, it can add to the game as far as length and walks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think eventually we're going to have to make a decision on, on which way they want to go with it. I, 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 you know what? I appreciate your point about uh, the challenge because one of the things that I always am amused by is I don't watch a lot of tennis, but I watch some tennis, and they, you know, they do that with tennis when the ball, when the player challenges, and they put it on the screen and they show the ball, and it's going towards the line, and the crowd goes, oh, <laughs> it's kind of, it gives them gives them reason to get into it. I'm sure it's the same thing in in baseball with the pitch. I hadn't thought about that. Oh so, yeah, um, the crowds get really excited, and you see the ball, and you can't really tell whether it's going to enter the box or not, and then all of a sudden it clips the very top, and, you know, the crowd either yays or boos, and, uh, you know, everybody gets involved. So. <laughs> Pat Kelly's with us here. Before you go, i got to ask you this. Our, our friend Dominic, who uh, is part of the Superstars, the, the, the performing uh, group that goes out to a lot of minor league baseball games, basketball games, and he sent me this, so I don't know if this will make sense to you or not. It said, please be sure to ask Pat Kelly if he's ever given a hug to a mascot covered in shaving cream while he's in the third base <laughs> coach's box, because that's a story from my Billy Bird days at the Redbirds in 92. Do you remember? I would think you'd remember that. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was, it was towards the end of the season. Uh, both him and his brother were would trade off doing the Redbirds. And I think they were in college at the time. And I came in with the Indianapolis team. And we were playing, I think it was the last game of the series, uh, or probably of the season. And uh, they did some kind of skit, and he was covered in shaving cream. And I remember him coming towards me and of course everybody thinks you're going to try to avoid him and I just I just walked up and gave him a big hug and of course you know that, that was an old uh, Redbird Stadium and uh, the crowd loved it and I had shaving cream on my uniform the rest of the night <laughs> well not only did you remember it, you embellished it so very good I like that's that right. that's, that's fantastic right. hey if you can't appreciate promotions you got no business managing the minor leagues Pat I'm going to say that's probably true I think, I think you got to have a little bit of some patience for some of the crazy stuff that goes on uh, I think that's probably fair to say so uh, I like that though the shaving cream hug I don't maybe I'll come out this year and give you a shaving cream hug let's reenact it that would be good I like that <laughs> Hey Pat, it's it's always like, a pleasure. Like you do that. I appreciate that. I, I really do. I, I appreciate having you on the show. It's always fun to visit with you. I hope to see you out at the stadium this year and have a have a great year. And as always, thank you so much for the time. All right, thanks, Bobby. All right, Pat Kelly. He's, I like him. He's fun. He is fun. He's definitely That's good. fun. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not in the very last row this time. I'm in the next to last row. I got a seating seating chart for the. For the plane. Who are you sitting so, next to? Uh, Paul. Paul? This is a smaller plane, I guess. Or, no, it's probably a bit. I don't know. I can't tell from these seating charts what kind of plane it is. Because sometimes when there's only two seats on each side, it's because you've got two, you know, first-class seats. Like, you know, that's probably what it is. I'll bet you. Knowing how they travel. So, anyway. Uh, I digress. So, uh, Pat Kelly. By the way, I'm I'm excited about this. I think I'm allowed to say this. I, uh, you know, we get season passes because we're the media, but they have been so good to us at, at the Louisville Bats that I actually purchased the the promotional package this year uh, with uh, with Buddy Bat, and I'm I'm glad I did because you get all the uh, bobbleheads. You get oh nice. Uh, 
Yeah. The, he, in fact, Greg, remember when Greg was on with us, he told us there are people literally across the country aren't even living in Louisville that have bought this package because they want the bobbleheads. They get the there's the there's an Ellie De La Cruz bobblehead, and then the big one. And not that Ellie De La Cruz is not a significant one, but there's a Muhammad Ali bobblehead they're doing. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's are you kidding me? That's going to be tremendously in uh, in demand. So um, it's it's a really cool deal. You get uh, I mean let me I don't want, I don't want to speak uh, out of school here. So uh, the, it's the um, it's the uh, I think it's a it's a pick six I think is what it's called. Here's the promotions. Look at that promotional schedule. And oh look at a picture of the Ollie bobblehead. Oh, oh that's man, strong. that's do, do you see it? You see the picture? No. Wow. Have you seen the picture of it? No, I haven't. But I. But it's going to rival the Willie Mays one, and that's saying something, because that Willie Mays one is in a class of its own. So uh, I'm trying to find it. Where is this? Because that's strong that they just go to bats. Go to go to the go to the bats official website. It's a five game plan for Buddy. That's what it's Buddy's best five. It's called. You get the best seats to five of the biggest games of the year. If you buy this plan or any of the plans, you get an Ellie De La Cruz bobblehead. Oh wow! Um, I see. Um, I see right? Now. Yeah. Is that awesome? Those are both strong bobbles. A Muhammad Ali bobblehead. You also get access to an exclusive priority pre-sale for the Savannah Bananas when they come to town. And um, they've got a whole bunch of other cool things you can get. Um, you know, the five, you, don't have, you don't have to take one of these games, by the way. You can take a, a substitute game, but I think you'd, you'd want them. You get, you get opening night. You get the, uh, the 4th of July game. Um, you get, uh, I think you get Star Wars night. Do you get Thunder? Uh, um, I don't know that I don't know. I wish I knew that, but I do not. But you get uh, you get there's a whole bunch of them. You go to the website because I can't even read them all. But I mean, you get they ha- oh they having drone night, the drone show that should be fun. Uh, August tenth. So yeah, August tenth is included in the bats' newest season ticket plan, Buddy's Best Five plan. They get uh, five the the plan of five games. You get access to all those games, and then you have the exclusive uh, opportunity to buy the Savannah Bat. Bananas tickets and those games usually sell out. By the way, so uh, very very cool. Uh, look at these bobbleheads; they've gotten better and better. They really have. You know what? Oh, this is really cool. There's a website shows the of 2023. <laughs> I like that. That would be very cool. Um, still waiting to get my membership card. By the way, and just not you know, it's a gift, so you don't want to be a, a DB about it. But I mean. I didn't get my card. I want to vote. How am I going to yeah, vote? I think, I think he's trying to get that worked out because it accidentally came in his name. Yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, you know, I meant to, I meant to buy you that car, Nick, but unfortunately I put it in my name, so I have it. Well, maybe, so. you know, maybe it's one of those things where, like, you can, you know, vote for, you, he can be your proxy vote. You know what I mean? Oh, like if I vote, tell him, but then I, he might not want to vote the way I want to vote. I don't know. So anyway, um, so check it out. Go to go to the Bats website. And you can find out the, the 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 Buddy's Best Five plan. If nothing else, I mean, you can buy whole season tickets. There's partial season ticket plans. I love this one because uh, you get the five games, and if you can't make one of the games, you can trade it for a different one. Um, very cool. And it's some. They got great promotions coming up. Star Wars night, Margaritaville night, River Bats night. That should be fun. Derby 150 night, uh, where they'll play as their all 
Walther. He goes to Derby City Mint Juleps, a nice. d- drone show. That I can't wait to see. That's August 10th. That's I, I've never seen a drone show in person. I think that would be fun. And then, of course, the, the games, including the L.E. De La Cruz bobblehead, the Muhammad Ali bobblehead. So and the Savannah Bananas are coming to town. Very few teams get it right as much as these guys. Season long, they have their $2 menu Tuesdays, Senior Wednesdays, Thirsty Thursdays, Kids Day Sundays, Marvel's uh, Defenders of the Diamond Saturday, June 15th, Copa de la División. Bats will play as the Murcielagos. Oh, Murcielagos, yeah. Yep. Dog Nights, of course, where you can bring your dog to the park. Uh, the Nine Night. I don't know what that is. What is the Nine Night? Friday, August 9th. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, I think that has to do with um, the uh, it's uh, African American uh, thing. I, I, no, see, I should know yeah, that. And I, think, I, don't. I think it's for. I remember it's like to promote diversity in the game. Oh, nice. All right, then there's Independence Day Eve fireworks extravaganza, July 3rd. There'll be other fireworks shows scattered throughout the year. Uh, individual game tickets go on sale a little less than a month, March 1st. Season ticket plans are available right now. And uh, season ticket plans as well as Thunder at Slugger tickets are currently available. They always do an incredible crowd for Thunder, uh, of course. So uh, check it up. But I'm really I'm, I'm glad. I didn't say that so you'll say, oh, wow, what a guy he bought tickets, even though they give, they give the station season tickets. But uh, they've been so good to us at the station and personally. And uh, I'm delighted to, to – um, I want to say, hey, I'm a ticket holder. I'm a partial, I'm a partial ticket holder. That's me. There you go. <laughs> Look at that! Look at those bobbles, though, man. No, the bobbles are pretty strong. They yeah. always are very strong. It does look a little bit though, like Ollie's getting ready to punch Ellie Dela Cruz's lights out. It does. Like, okay, I'm glad you said that because I kind of was thinking that poor, poor. Yeah, Ali's but you know what? Maybe he caught him not hustling. You know, the guy wasn't going to run out of ground ball. Ollie should just pop him. You know, just you know, a little jab, just straighten him out. The Reds going to be fun this year. What? And the bats. Are the Reds and Bats going to be fun this year? Oh, are the they going to be fun? Bats, I thought you said you know always, what's going to be fun. The Bats are always fun off the field, but on the field it's... Oh, it was listen. But, I mean, they've had so much, so much young, good talent come through. No, I agree. Dave Cruz, I, Aristides Aquino, uh, Jose Barrera, I mean, Hunter Green. I mean, there's been some good talent to come through in the past couple of years. Like, I mean... I'm, Wondering. No, I I think I think that uh, you know it's minor league baseball and their jobs to help get the ready for the, the guys ready for the parent club. But you still want to win games, and they hadn't had a winning season since 2011. I mean, come on. Uh, so the fact that they were 75 and 73, I thought that was a big step forward. It was way more fun to see them win games, and the Reds were fun. And, they, and frankly, I like to read what other people are saying about the team. You know, that's my yardstick. Is around the league are they talking about what a joke? these guys are or I, I've read they've gotten pretty good reviews for what they've done personnel wise they've they've managed their resources well um, you know as much as Joey Votto was very well respected it was probably time to move on and uh, you know that made sense and they've got really good young players exciting players they played hard they had a great vibe last year they they that was yeah so I, I think that, I thought they were fun I thought they were fun last year and I expect them to be the same this year where is Joey Votto now? I don't think he's got a job yet. I, I think he still wants to play, but I don't think he signed anywhere, did he? I don't think anybody has signed him, have they? No, he's a free agent still, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I wish don't, somebody I, would, would, you know, get him. Just I, mean, I think somebody... I, well,
what he's willing to play for. I don't think anybody's going to shell out, you know, humongous dollars. He's 40 years old. But, um, you know, I, I, I would think you could, you could find a place as a left-handed DH somewhere. Um, you know, um, he, the guy, I don't know. I, I don't think he's completely lost it. I know last year, his stats were pretty bad last year, weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were pretty bad last year. Let's go see. One, two. Uh, baseball reference. So last year, go. he had uh, any like sort of accolade was 2018. I mean, he was an all-star. Well, that's accolades, but I'm just talking. Yeah, he was. Well, he finished in 2021. He finished 16th in the MVP voting. No, I was. So I was going to say terrible. I, I, he played 129 games, and he. Uh, yeah, no, he. he I was. I was about bad. to. I was bad. about to mention that. That yeah, he's. 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 He saw. Um, he made. He made a little bit of a splash in the MVP discussion, but. Um, I mean, still, that was three seasons ago. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll get Pops reconnected. Don't know what happened. It's the V-Show. It's ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More B-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. All right, we got a few more minutes, then we're going to hear from replay a little bit of Seth Greenberg, and um, then I will be off because I've got places to go, people to see, things to do. Rick Pitino sent this out as an X, a tweet. How do you refer to what you send out now on X? As an X? Uh, a thread? or No, I don't know what it is. That's a Who good, cares? good question. Who cares? But um, what he said is, and he's being sarcastic, um, but there's more merit to it in a lot of ways, he, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Let's, we, we've established that. But also, um, you know, he's trying to be sarcastic. There's part of me that's like, I don't know if you really get this is why this thing came about. He said, uh, he said, I saw, I just saw the, the Dartmouth players are now employees. The judge ruled in favor of them. Four of my players came to me and asked to work on some shooting, but I told them we couldn't because they'd reached their 20 hours for the week. I begged them not to do it, but my four employees said this is un- unconstitutional and they're taking this to court. And he wrote, 
P.S. Of course I'm joking. The employees love this rule more than anything that's ever been put in by the NCAA with the laughing face. Okay, and he's, he's Rick's very smart. But the fact of the matter is, no, it's not put in for that. But it is put in for, for example, you know, when I got into coaching, there would be guys that did this. And before the NCAA explicitly forbade it. But the point is, you know, you can't just go over every situation that's out there. That's why unions came about in the first place. Now, you may, you know, when they had sweatshops and there were unsafe working conditions and things like that, and then people said, what the hell do NBA players need that for? Well, it's not the same thing, but there are some things that come out of it. For example, the NBA Players Association made it so they don't have to even practice, let alone play games, on those artificial surface. Yeah, I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but there was a time that was going to be the new thing in gyms they weren't going to use wood anymore they were going to use this rubber thing uh nc state had one we played on one at hostra supposed to be less maintenance they found out it, it was very dangerous it was harder and it didn't have any give and it, it was tearing guys legs up and so that's what they did it's not because they were working in slaves in sweatshops it was because they were just looking out for the players welfare what what happened why am i hearing myself Wow. I didn't say anything. I did not say anything. All of a sudden, I'm hearing myself. Something changed. This thing's got a crazy demon in it. But anyway, if it's it's still going over the air right, I'll just keep talking. Yeah, no, it's not good. But what he said was, and this is serious... He said, here are some solutions. We all want solutions to preserve our great game. Today, I'm going to suggest one. For basketball, have the Power Five and Big East Conference commissioners get together and create a salary cap between $1.5 and $2 million. All contracts delivered to the league and school offices. All other conferences establish their own salary cap. I would never exclude anyone from the NCAA tournament. Obviously, football is a different sport entirely, and some of their talent makes more than NFL players. I think that's a great point. Number two, he said, remember, this is only food for thought. Solution two, do away with letters of intent. Make athletes sign a two-year binding contract no different than professional athletes, which they are. With that, the collective puts together their NIL contract based on this cap. Obviously, a lot has to go into this. I have the NCAA should be taken out of the equation and the commissioners put into it as the NCAA loses more cases than the defense lawyers on law and order. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's going to take a lot of discussion and cooperation from a lot of different sides, but he's right. Not just because oh, down with the NCAA, but because they don't—they're obsolete now in today's game. They don't serve a purpose. They're ineffectual in the areas that they're actually trying to do something, and in a lot of those other areas, they're not even trying. Nor should they be, because it's really not their thing anymore. So, um, you know, I, I think what you're looking at going forward is is going to be a radically different structure, much like it is when baseball came about. Now there's layers of playoffs. The NFL has wild card games. It doesn't look anything like sports looked in the 50s. And the people who gloom and doomed it, you know, when the unions came in, couldn't be more wrong. They're, the sports are never more popular than they've been now. They've never been making more money than they're making now, which ultimately is 
the bottom line, literally and figuratively. So that's what this is going to wind up being. It ain't going away. We love basketball too much here in Commonwealth. And uh, football's not going away in Alabama. Basketball's not going away in Tobacco Road. And, uh, you know, the other conferences will have to figure out what they're doing. And he's right about one thing. Football's going to be its own entity. And if it's not, sooner rather than later, it's only going to prolong making things even more difficult. But in case most of you probably heard about it, the Dartmouth players have been approved to form a union. A judge said they meet all the conditions of being employees, and they do. Again, you don't have to like it, but they do. So we'll see where it goes from here. All right. I'm going to hear a little bit of Seth Greenberg. Take you to the top of the hour. I won't be with you tomorrow. I'll be in Syracuse getting ready for the Louisville game and then be whack with you, God willing, on Thursday. But uh, let's Anything. take a listen to some of Seth here earlier on ESPN 680, 105.7. They're better. Their guys are playing because they don't seem yeah. to be looking over their shoulder about who's coming out. They're just going out and playing. Now, some of it is matchup. I mean, you know, you know how, how – um, Leonard plays. I mean, he runs like hockey units out there. They come out and they they try and kill themselves for three minutes, and another five come in. And so, the Kentucky. I mean, Louisville was just kind of in a mindset where they just reacted the whole day. They didn't really have to yeah, run. Play off the switches and attack the switches. Yeah, they just you, you uh, have to do. You can't. You can't think about. Oh my God, I got to switch. Oh, I got a bigger. Let's go. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, uh, you know, it was a good matchup for them. So I don't want to read too much into it because that ma- that makes a big difference. But the well, fact that I mean, my uh, little guy played great. I Oh, Tyler Tyler Johnson Johnson was terrific, yes. Yeah, he was terrific. He actually, you know, those passes he was making have been turnovers. True. Well, that that leads to my question. We're going full circle. How does it stack up against the way Syracuse defends now they're playing so much more man-to-man? How does that work out? Well, they won't switch as much, Syracuse. But uh, you can create some matchups. You can put some people in ball screens. They will switch two through uh, one through three, some maybe even sometime one through four. Uh, Syracuse doesn't steal it. They speed you, try to speed you up more, which won't be the worst thing because then you get, get some plays ahead of the defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Syracuse has the rim protection that they need, and they're not as physical. I think Huntley Hatfield could have a big game. Hmm. Uh, I, I think that when he gets touches, whether it's off penetration, whether it's off some of the post-up misdirection stuff they do for him, uh, I think that establishing him is important. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's a winnable game for Louisville. And I keep on going back to the same thing. Can you show progress with the freshman and sophomore? Yeah. Well. And, and I include Hadley. I mean, like, you know, obviously you hadn't. And then you had that win, and you look like you had a decent crowd. I couldn't tell from watching the tape back, but... Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, look, the kids are they they continue to compete, and maybe they're getting everyone on the same page. You know, they've had a lot of distractions. You know, some of them self-inflicted, some of just you know immaturity. So, I, I always said, you know, you look at it, everything will be valued at the end of the season. I mean, you know, you know, do we have a good enough foundation? Can you take two guys from the portal, take this group, and how good can we be? The league's not, you know, like, here's the deal. Like, the Big 12's got to figure it out. They played no one in a non-conference. Everyone won game by a zillion points. Everyone had great efficiency. So they had, everyone had a great net. Now they beat each other up, and everyone's in a conversation <laughs> to make the NCAA tournament. That's what that's what happened. I mean, you can say, you know, say what you want. I remember, I, you know, when I was in the ACC, it was, oh, you can play a schedule like that. People talk about my schedule. Come on, give me a break, man. I played a bad schedule when I started for a freshman. I mean... But, I mean, the, the Big 12's non-conference schedule, you eliminate Kansas and you eliminate Baylor, 
you've got of the rest of the Steelers, you got ten that are in the two eighties to three hundred on conference strength of schedule in the net. But because they smoke those people, all right, and their efficiency numbers are high. Now all those games have become quad one wins. So, so essentially, we're talking to. Um, uh, oh my God, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, well, anyway, we were talking about it on the show last week. Person to be named later. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hate getting older like that. He's. Uh, but anyway, but and they, the, the point that was brought up was I didn't realize how much for lack of a better word, gaming the system there is going on with... Yeah, with I call it manipulating the system. Yeah, but isn't that true of any system, though, to some degree? I mean, Yeah, especially being that no one knows really what the system is. Dan Bonner, you know, by, Dan Bonner, by the way, is who I was talking to. Right, Sorry yeah. about that. I mean, like, you manipulate the system. You're, you're manipulating the numbers. So how do you manipulate numbers? Well, there's, you know, maybe an AD on a committee that knows the, knows the formula. And he shares it with the league, and the league says, well, wait a second here. we got to change our scheduling philosophy. Unless we're Kansas or Baylor, who we know is going to win at a high level, you know, maybe we should play this schedule. Doesn't it, pro- doesn't it kind of promote running the score up on people, though? A hundred percent. Why do you think Steve Forbes left his team in, against Syracuse? That, I mean, seriously, that is that good? how is that good for anybody? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, that, that's you know, what's happening. Because one of the other systems they use, God knows which one I'm talking about because it's been so long, but, I mean, they used KPI, to... KPI, ca- you got the... Yeah, I'm saying they used to cap They used to cap the value of wins to some degree. I mean, it was... And then it, I mean, almost, you know, you weren't rewarded. You beat a team by 10, and I beat them by 30. I didn't get much more of a reward than you did if they were the same thing, if they were both on the but road. It's not or just that. It's also your efficiency. So they're they no, using. If you play a bad team, and you know what? You're making shots, and you're stopping them from making shots. Three point field goal percentages, such and your offensive rebounding percentages, such and your, you know, your two point percentages, such and theirs was obviously horrific. That factors in too. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but. Um... You need to get the dice on straightness stuff out. Uh, seriously, though, I mean, you know, it, because I'm I'm of the Al Davis school. Basically, it was just win, baby. I mean, so if they're winning, I don't, I don't. What do I care? I mean, like Louisville the other day, did they lose points for this? They scored a hundred and whatever it was, hundred one point. They only made three three point field goals the whole game. They were three of eleven. They were they were terrible behind the three point. When was the last? When was the last time that happened? That they that team scored a hundred with a. Uh, I think it was Medicine Balls and Black Socks, probably like the mid nineteen fifties. I'm going to guess. I mean, yeah. What was the last time that happened? That's what I'm saying. So I don't. So do they? They somehow punished for that? They they probably didn't fit the they model. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, I mean, if they the conversation, uh, three point percentage is surely part of it. I'm sure efficiency. That's kind of nutty, but whatever. Uh, anyway. yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm interested to see what happens in Kentucky. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, Lacaz used to mean you know, like the one thing he's got to do. He's got to put blinders on because how he, how he reacts to all this stuff, his team will react. So he, you know, his most important thing is walking to practice with a bounce in his step, well rested, ready to coach his team. I mean, that's you know, and you know, he's got guys that he can put in position to be successful, and he, you know, just stay focused on what what I call putting band aids on the problems. Put band aids on the problems. Figure out your team. You've got you understand that there's still five weeks left in the season. 
Yeah, no, I, so, I, I, so I, he's I, got like, like to me, I think it's invigorating because you know you have you you've added bodies midseason, which kind of messes up your chemistry a little bit. It's almost like when I look at UConn, UConn's killing people, but their team is invigorated not because they're winning. Because Donovan Klingon just got back, he's not even he's not even in good enough shape yeah. to play the way he's capable of playing. So, like as a coach, as, as a team, you're invigorated about. Man, you know, we got Donovan back. You know, we got these options. We can keep our team kind of moving in the right direction. We keep them engaged because we're doing new things. It's not the same thing over and over and over again. Man, that's fun coaching. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be a very interesting postseason tournament. I don't think there's any question about that. And it's going to be an interesting run-up to the postseason. The conference tournaments are going to be pretty damned interesting also based on what we're seeing. But I just uh, – um, I do wonder right now, to your point, have we – I mean, you got to you got to say UConn is elite, Purdue's elite, and Carolina's elite, right? Or am I wrong? I mean, when you put the I think, I think Purdue and UConn are in a class by themselves. Do you really? Carolina's in, in in the conversation. Arizona's in the conversation. They just don't always guard, and they don't take good shots all the time. Yeah, I, I, I think is that fewer teams than usual though to be this late in the season and not have a more definitive list of quote unquote elite teams. Well, I, you know, I think I think Kentucky and Alabama are in the conversation for for teams that can make deep runs. You know, I think that I mean, I think depend again matchups. I think I think Alabama, I think Auburn can make maybe make a deep run. I think that you know Wisconsin in the right. Matchups can make a deep run, but I think that Purdue, you know, the whole narrative on Purdue, oh, they're backcourt, they're backcourt, yeah, they're back. Yeah, go watch Lance Jones. Go watch Braden Smith. Find me four better point guards than Braden Smith. Because if you do, I thought Matt Painter had a great line. If he's not one of the top ten point guards in the country, please go get a job. I want to play you. <laughs> that is a good line. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, come on, man! All Braden Smith does is guard. He's he's Aaron Kraft with a jumper. Okay. He guards, mm-hmm. passes, he rebounds. He's annoying. <laughs> he's great in ball screens. Lance Jones is a bad dude. Did a great job on AJ Store last night. He can defend. You know, he's averaging 17 a game over the last seven games, shooting like almost 40% from the three. He's a relentless defender. He rebounds his position. Lawyer makes shots, can feed the post. They got three different front court guys that play differently. Gillis plays differently than first, who plays differently than Crawford Wren. I mean, like, the narrative is because, oh, they lost to St. Pete and they lost to. That's great. You know, good for Harvard on the hack and sack. You know, that, that can happen in a tournament. But, I mean, what, look at their team play. Like, then watch their team play and then figure it out. Uh, Seth Greenberg's with us. A couple of quickies before we go, real fast. One, I'm looking at these box scores, and every game I see, I see two officials' names I know and a third person I have never heard of before. Did they make a concerted effort to bring in new officials this year, or just coincidence? Yeah, I think it's part of the process. You know, you, you got, look, some of those guys can't officiate forever. I mean, you know, there was a day that Dick Picaro officiated. There was a day that John Clarity officiated. Now there's a young John Clarity. Uh, you know, there was a day that Lenny Sports officiated. Mm. You know, those guys can't officiate forever, so you you got to continue. You know, you know TV it... can't officiate together. Roger Ayers can't officiate forever. I mean, Mike Eads is overseeing officiating in the SEC now. I mean, so you've got to develop the next generation of officials, and you've got to put them with good crews on big games 
to get them ready to be the lead guy, you know, in big games. So, yeah, I think I think that I think you're probably that's a good observation. One other one, I think this is complete, absolute, based in no facts mm-hmm. or figures or nothing. Just me sitting there one day bored thinking. Uh, offenses are way up in the NBA. Certainly, the, the use of the three-point shot, they're up. Way, they're up tremendously in college. You don't see teams seemingly hanging their hat on defense. I think Houston stands out even more because they're one of the few teams that seems to try and do that. And I'll be honest with you, they were not all that good defensively at, at Kansas. Now that's a tall order, but my point is, I don't think coaches are demanding as much defensively as they did years ago because of the portal. Because guys don't want to be pushed defensively. You know. That they're much more fun to get them to play offense. So, all right, let's go out and play offense and try and win 100 to 95. Because if I try and make you guys win 65 to 60, I'm going to come back from halftime and you're all going to be in the portal. And I don't <laughs> think they push them. What do you think about that, dear? Well, uh, I think first the rules are all, all for the offense. And that helps. Yeah, I mean every rule. You know, the hand check, the physicality, you can't bump cutters. You know, you can't. You know, you, uh, you know the the, the, the the charge block rule. You know, damn rocket, racket, man. No one's taking. You can't get a charge. True. Racket. Odds are that every time you racket, like think about the end of the game the other night. Uh, you know, everyone was losing their mind. Oh my God! You know, uh, forgot who it was from North Carolina. He got fouled. Well, no, he he, he didn't get fouled. That was one of the few times, but. Tyrese Proctor got fouled. They uh, allegedly when he drove to the basket. So, I mean, like drive the ball, get to the pass the basket. I also think the three point shooting. The more guys that are shooting three, I think people are playing at a faster pace in terms of flowing right into their offense. So there are more possessions on the game, and you know the whole idea of well, you're afraid to coach your team, or you, you know you're not demanding. You might be right, and then I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it up by that stupidity. All right, it's stupidity. If you're afraid to coach your team because you're worried about a guy going to the portal, all right, shame on well, you. Then you uh, should lose. Yes, but no. Of all people, Rick Pitino. And I realize when he loses, and I, we love Rick, but when he loses, this is kind of his modus operandi. I used to do this oh, here. He's, he's he, going to ch- change the narrative. He's going to talk about everybody except the game. He talks about politics, business, construction. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Well, his t- yeah. but, but he's often right about whatever he's talking about. And, and in this case, he's talking about the NCAA and the portal. And what his statement was, though. A guy that got seven or eight guys in the portal. But he also yeah. said. Got the wrong one. Yeah, but he also said you can't build a culture the way it's set up now because they're all going to leave. Well, if he's worried about guys leaving, I think everybody's worried about guys leaving. So, or what? just get the guys. Yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone's worried about guys leaving, but you know what? If you show you can help them get better, if you show you have a chance to win, if you show you can get guys to the league, if you show you, you know, you can you know spend time with them off the court, uh, then you know you can keep them. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, they've lost five or six. Something's going to happen. You know, he's, you know, you know, the week before it was, you know, look, Rick, Rick's an incredible, incredible coach. He's a brilliant guy. But, like, he poked Hurley, poked Hurley, poked Hurley two weeks before. Yeah. And he was smart. He didn't react one time. Good move, Dan Hurley. Because then, you know, every time you react, what happens? It becomes a bigger story. Right. You know, and he kept, he kept focused on what he could control, his team. And, you know, Rick's going to do a great job at St. John's. He's 100% the right coach for St. John's. He's not even an iota of doubt. But, you know, look, it's the same for everyone. 
you know, recruit, you know, like, like to me, you know, the biggest mistake they made, they didn't keep AJ Store. They didn't keep. They didn't keep Dave Jones. No, he's, he's better than the dude they're playing with right now. He didn't. He didn't. The man didn't keep Red Auerbach. So why should we be surprised? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean. So I mean, and I love Rick. I mean, no, I, we all I, do, I, I admire him. We all do. But I mean, he, yeah. here, here's the deal. I mean, so look, I, I, I I'm just. I mean, I, I just believe that, that the notion that you're afraid to set a standard for your team. And hold your team to that standard because of the portal, to me, is stupidity. It's a recipe for disaster. Well, it's just like, to what I mean, if you can't hold your team to a standard, you can't demand excellence. You can't demand a competitive spirit. You can't demand guys play hard every play. You might, as well, you might as well just say that, you know, what it is, this is a glorified, uh, you know, AAU summer league. Yeah. True. We're, we're glory. All right, hey, you pick, play, you're playing in the back room at UNLV. All right, here we go. I right, the game at 3 o'clock. You played your first one at 10, but you, know, you turn around your pool, you're playing your second game at 3 o'clock. So don't play too hard. I won't ask you to guard anyone. That's okay. If you don't guard anyone, you'll get a chance to guard them at 3 o'clock. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, and I, and that's, I'm not being – I'm just saying, if I coached, I'd coach my team hard and I'd love them harder. That's what I would do. Well, fair enough. Good enough. Hey, listen, I will see you in Syracuse, my friend. Yay. So that's yeah, pretty wait. cool. Now you, got, you got me thinking maybe I'm going to drive it. Yeah, right. Well, God, for me, the trade-off for me would be more sleep. So I, I would like that. But yeah, you, yeah. three more hours sleep. Yeah, that's good. That's a good deal. All right, brother. All travel right. safe. I'll see you. Later. All right, bye. Seth Greenberg with us. Very good. Seth has grown on me, Texter says. I look forward to your interviews with him. Well, good, because I do, too, because I like uh, Seth. We've played against each other in high school. We've known each other a long, long time. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 